Dave, thanks for sharing. Um, the cross kind of has two different looks to it. There's the, the look that we sometimes see uh, when we wear the cross as jewelry. It's, it's beautiful. And, and, and that's what the communion time that Dave talked about shares for us, that, that, that what Jesus accomplished on the cross is, is wonderful. It's beautiful. But the actual event of the cross was horrific. So, Dave, thanks for, uh, for sharing that with us. Um, it's good to see silence up here this morning. Silence, I appreciate that. And I know that last song was, was hard to do, but uh, was heartfelt. I appreciate you sharing those. I mentioned the last couple of weeks, as, uh, as we've been talking here in Colossians chapter 3, that uh, years ago, 40, almost 42 years ago, that I set my heart on Rita. And then I mentioned last week that we started dating and, and then a few months later engaged, a few months after that, uh, married and, and, uh, so forth. But, but what I didn't mention was that there was a, um, a period. It was about six months into, uh, to our, uh, dating process that, that Rita got cold feet. I, I don't know what it was, uh, but, but it was obvious. I mean, she, she got cold feet and it presented itself as a cold heart. I tell you, I knew, I knew there was something going on that she, she was looking at me not the same way that she had before. And she, she just wasn't very enamored with me during that period of, of time. And I remember one day, and I was really struggling with that because I, you know, I, I, uh, set my heart on her and I picked her. I was, man, I, I was ready to marry this woman and, and, and I knew she wasn't there and, and I, I was driving in my car, and I had a rock station on, and and a song came on the radio. It was a song that had been released just a few months earlier, like February of that year. This was in the summer. It had been re- released in February by uh, by by Meatloaf. Um, and and this that, that's a that's a, a group or a person. I don't know. I've never figured out is that a group or is that his name? I don't know. He looks like he ate a lot of meatloaf, but. Uh, uh, but here's the chorus of that song. Some of you are going to know this song. This is what it says. And all I can do is keep on telling you, I want you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. But don't be sad because two out of three ain't bad. Uh, and, and I remember slamming the radio, turning it off, and, and, and yelling at Meatloaf, you don't know what you're talking about. Because two out of three isn't very good. Now, luckily for me, I ended up with all three. Rita decided she was going to love me, and that was was good. But what a bunch of malarkey. Two out of three ain't bad. Now, now we've been talking the last two weeks, and we'll finish it up today finally, that Paul had mentioned to the church at Colossae in chapter 3 that there were three commands. He basically kind of tossed out three commands to them. And so far, we've looked at the first two that we're to set our our our, uh, our hearts and our minds on Him. That there are certain things we're to stop doing, and and I guess if we if that's all we got, if if we didn't go any further than that, if we set and we stopped, I guess we might feel pretty good about ourselves. Well, two out of three isn't bad. I guess if I I did two of these three, I'm doing pretty good. But just uh, just like Meatloaf was wrong when he said two out of three ain't bad uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the text here, when it comes to what Paul was telling the church, what Paul was telling us, uh, we're, we're missing the mark if we only get two out of three. So if you have your Bibles, 
Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. We're just going to read verses 12 to 14 this morning, and that's where we'll find ourselves today. This is the third command, and and the first two are great. And I tell you what, if you nail the first two, if you set your, your minds on God, and if you stop looking at your old way of living, and, and that would be wonderful. You would be doing really good, but but you'd be missing the point. And, and so he talks about the third command here. Look at verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together, them all together in perfect unity. Uh, he throws out these three commands. Set your hearts and minds on God. And we, we, we talked over the last couple of weeks that that means that we need to seek for and we need to, to, to be minded or to think. Uh, th- then, then we looked last week about stop. We need to stop thinking about the world because we died to the world. He mentions that over and over in, in chapter 2 and 3. And because we belong to him, we are his. And we need to stop doing. We, we need to stop the way of, of our old life, the we need to exterminate it, and we need to eliminate it. And then as we started last week, or excuse me, as we finished last week, I pointed out what the next command was. Uh, so it's already there in your notes. The next command is is step. The Greek word we mentioned last week for clothe is in duo, which means to get into, to enter into. So, Jared, if you would throw that picture up real quick. Last week I, I had Bree throw this picture up. It's a picture of my son Joel. Um, Oh, which is, oh, there, there pops up. Uh, it's a, a picture of my Joel's bunk, uh, my son Joel's bunker gear. And, and, and he talked how when, when the, the whistle goes off, when the bell rings, when they're called to action, they immediately go to their gear and they step into it. He said, this is called the ready state. Their gear is ready to be, uh, stepped into so they can be clothed for action. So it's not enough to just think about God, to, set our minds on him. That's important, and we should do it. It's not enough to just walk away from our old behaviors to stop our old way of living. That's important, and we need to do that. But we're called to a different life, to step into something, and we must do it. Two out of three ain't bad, but but we're called to all three. So so let's look at that third one where we're to step into. And I'm just going to look at two things here this morning. The first one is the motivation. Uh, Paul starts this section when he introduces this third idea. He starts with a motivation. Look at verse 12. It says, therefore, let me just stop right there. We've talked about this several times before. Let me just remind you, whenever you see the word therefore, you always ask the question, what's it there for? And, and therefore almost always points back. So, so what I'm going to say next is important because of what I just said. So because I've said you need to set and you need to stop, what I'm going to say next is important. But sometimes therefore points forward. So, so sometimes it's used to say, well, what's, what I'm going to say next is, is going to be, so the very next phrase is going to inform what's going to follow that. And, and in this verse, I think it's both. I think he's saying, 
look back at what I said, set your minds and stop your old way of living, stop thinking about that, and and he's also pointing forward to what he's going to say next. And this is what he says next. Therefore, hey, look forward. What am I going to say next? It's going to inform what, I, what I'll say right after that. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. I, I, I think what he's doing there is, is talking about a motivation for the action that he wants us to adopt. And, and he points out three really simple things there, but they're powerful. Here's the first one. Um, he says, we are picked. We are picked. This is the way he puts it, as God's chosen people. Now, now remember, I pointed this out several times in, the, uh, in this series, that, that the church at Colossae had been, had been uh, deceived by this thought that God didn't really care about them, that, that God was off doing his own thing, that he was off somewhere in the cosmos doing God things, and he didn't give a thought, <coughs> excuse me, he didn't care an iota about us. He couldn't care less about us. But Paul says, you were chosen. The, the word there for chosen uh, is the Greek word eklektos, eklektos. Let me get it said right, eklektos, which literally means picked from. Now, now, stop and think for a second. What does this word eclectos sound like? There's an English word that we kind of get from this word eclectos. Is anyone can anyone come up with an English word that elect or election or elected? And actually, sometimes scriptures will will translate it elected, like we are God's elect, we are God's chosen. What do we do in an election? We go into a booth or 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 somewhere where we've got a ballot in front of us, and there'll be a series of names, and what do we do? We, we pick one. Sometimes we hold our nose and, and pick the, the least of the, the, the worst ones, but, but we, we pick, we choose uh, something. Uh, Jared, go ahead and put that next picture up. Recently, uh, my son Joel and his kids went, and they lectosed a dog. They picked a dog. They they went over to the the breeder who had these golden doodles. Is that what they are? These golden doodles. You can look. Uh, Evie's holding one, and and uh, uh, Isabel. Thank you. That other granddaughter, whatever her name is, is looking down in the pen with a bunch. There, I don't know. There were six or seven that they had to to look through. They so they went that day, and they picked one. Now, now they limited it down. It had to be a female. Uh, Heidi said, nope, we got to have a female. Then they tried to pick the one that was the least or was the most laid back, the least aggressive because they wanted one that was easy. What they forgot to check was the which ones chewed on things because uh, they found out this their puppy uh, likes to chew on things. Uh, Paul is saying to the church in Colossae and to us that we are chosen. We are picked. 1 Peter 2.9 uses that word when he says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are, we are picked. So, so one of our motivations for, for clothing ourselves with Christ and, and, 
uh, and following him is that he has picked us. He, he looked at us and he chose us. Uh, it, it says there in 1 Peter 2.9, uses this phrase, and I'm going to borrow it for the second thing. It says we are his possession. It says we are a chosen people, holy. Uh, go ahead and put that, that second picture up, if, if you will, uh, quickly, Jared. Holy means to be separated. So, so Joel and Hyde, or, or Joel and the kids went and picked a, a, a puppy out, and then a week later, they went and picked it up. They went and got the dog. It's, her name is Willow, and they went and, and picked Willow up, and they separated her from the rest of the litter, which can, can be traumatic for a dog, but they, they, they took that dog and took possession of her. We are chosen, we're picked. We are possessed by Jesus. We, we, we are his possession. He takes us and separates us to himself. Several years ago, I received a, uh, uh, and I'm probably one of the few people that was, was excited about this, I received a jury notice. Uh, anyone else get excited about getting a jury notice? Uh, am I the only one? Anyone? No one? Really? Someone? Thank you. Thank you. You just want to get out of work, right? So, yeah. Uh, but but I got a jury notice, and I'd had it several times, but every time I got it, the way we do it in Buchanan County is you call on the Friday night before your Monday of service, and they will tell you to report or not report. So every time I got one, I'd call Friday night, and they'd say, uh, no trials this week. You don't need to report. And I'm, oh, oh, got it. And so finally one time I called, and my number came up. Well, if you're in this number, show up at 8 o'clock uh, Monday morning, Buchanan County Courthouse go down to the basement. And, I, man, I was excited. And I was hoping I was going to get one of those good trials, maybe maybe a good whodunit type trial. And, and I was thinking, you know, I, I was envisioning, I'm sitting there in, in the jury pool with my, my notebook, and I'm taking notes as the, the lawyers are going back and forth. I don't know if people do that or not, but I was, I was thinking of a good Perry Mason moment. You guys know who Perry Mason is, don't you? Okay, a lot of you. I think of a good Matlock moment. Uh, anyone know? I don't even know that. Okay, Law and Order, NCIS, something like I was. I was thinking of a courtroom situation. I was so excited. So we're all in this room, and a lady comes in, and she starts reading numbers. She read all these numbers. She said, if I called your number, and she pointed over to her, they said, follow her out of this room. And they all got it. My number wasn't called, so I was left in the jury pool room, and I'm thinking, I'm going to be on a trial. And then she said, if your number wasn't called, you need to leave. You're, you're not on. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been called for jury, jury duty yet. So um, if Google is listening or Facebook's listening, contact Buchanan County. No. Uh, but what they did was they separated the ones that were going to be used from the ones that weren't. We are picked. We are his possession. So he separates us. And notice what he says next. It's, it's our third motivation for, for being clothed with him. We are dearly loved. We are dearly loved. It goes back to probably the first verse you learned as a child. For God so loved the world. His love motivates us to change. Now, you would have to know my daughter-in-law, Heidi, to know that it was a big deal for them to, to get Willow. Uh, Heidi never had a dog when she was growing up. In fact, she is 
scared of dogs and doesn't want anything to do with dogs. But they, they finally, her husband, Joel, and, and, and uh, my grandkids finally convinced her and Heidi got on board and they decided to get this dog. And, and I tell you what, it, it has been a strange event. They, months ago, they were at our house and Heidi sat down with a notepad and she looked at Rita and I and said, what do I need to do? What do I need to know about raising a dog? And we're like, I don't know. We've had dogs all our life. You just have dogs. We love our dogs. I mean, we, our, our dogs are our kids now. I mean, they're in the house. They one sleeps with, I mean, I, we're dog people, but I'm like, I don't know. So we're get them a collar. Oh, and she wrote that down and, 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 you know, get them a dish and food. And she wrote that down. I, I, and I mean, we're just kind of blown away by this. But before they ever got this dog, before Willow was was chosen or taken possession, they already had a vet lined out. They had they had uh, toys researched, and you know, we just go to Walmart. Well, that one's on sale, and they'll throw that toy. He'll chew on that. They had. We were there this weekend uh, for for a little bit. They had a was it an antelope antler for this dog to chew on. $10 for this little bitty real antelope antler because supposedly that's really good. We're like, you know, that's what our wood's for in our house, you know, for the dog to chew on. Uh, but, and then our dog did. They, before they even had it, they prized this dog. Now, I, I'm i not sure if they're still, if Heidi's still prizing it right now, but see, see we're picked, we're chosen. Jesus takes possession of us, we're separated out, and we're prized. That motivates us to the mission. Let's look at the mission, then we'll be, we'll be done. Notice what he says at the second half of verse 12. He says, clothe yourself. That's this idea of stepping into that we talked about before. Clothe yourself. Notice three things here. Here's the first one. With compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, the mission is what we show. We, we, when we take on Jesus, when we step in to Christ, these are things that we should show. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. When we step into, when we get ready for action, we're showing the character of Jesus and we're showing the character of his attributes. Let me let me ask you this question. When people when people think of you, when people describe you, wh- which one of those do they pick out? Do they say, "Oh yeah, that that person, they have compassion. Oh yeah, that person there, they they've got kindness." When they look at you, they oh boy, they are gentle or they are humble or they are patient. When we clothe ourselves with Jesus, we are to look like him. And and stop and think about it. Just kind of let your mind go with this for just a second. What did Jesus show in these areas? Man, did, did Jesus have compassion? Scripture says over and over again he saw someone that was sick or, or hurting or someone that had been ostracized from society, and it says he had compassion on them. Man, we see Jesus showing compassion all the time. He was kind to people. Ones that others would ignore and not even give the time of day to, Jesus was kind to Women who, who would have been ignored, children who would have been pushed aside, Jesus stopped and gave time to them and, and valued them. Jesus showed kindness and gentleness and 
humility, we see over and over again these attributes. Now, some of you are thinking, or maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have any of those. I that That's not me. There's And there's definitely no way I could do all of them. Well, let me make it easy for you. Try try putting on one. Try try having the attitude tomorrow when you get up, and you don't have to wait till tomorrow. You could do it today, but try having the attitude of stepping into your your bunker gear, your ready for action gear, and and instead of trying to put all these on, try to try to find one. Maybe you decide I'm going to be kind today. We certainly could use a lot more of that in our world, but. But maybe if you decided, I'm just going to be kind. My, my friend Brian Brubaker tells a story of a guy in the church that he pastored that that uh, that came to to Brian and said, you know, he was really struggling at work and and uh, be, because at work he was a supervisor, he worked in a factory setting. And he said, at work I I uh, I can't be nice. I have to be I have to be rough. And and he said, I I even. At work, I use a lot of language that I'm not very proud of that you wouldn't want to hear, but, but it's the only thing they understand. And, 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 and my friend Brian just challenged him, well, why don't you just, just try a little kindness? Just, just see what happens. And the guy came back the next week and reported. He said, well, it worked a little bit. <laughs> so, some of them it worked on. Some of them made things better. Others, you know, it, they didn't quite understand. But he said, you know what? The big effect was, though, on me. When when I chose to be kind, I was changed. See, when we when we clothe ourselves with Christ, people see it. I uh, I was flying back from uh, Denver uh, several years ago. I'd driven a group out to a youth group or helped drive a youth group out to Colorado, and then I, I flew back and. I remember sitting in the Denver airport and watching a family. There was a a husband and wife uh, sitting on the floor and uh, with a couple children. And, and I noticed the dad first was just showing a lot of attention to this one child. The child had its back to me, so I didn't didn't really see him. But the, the dad, I I just I just noticed the gentleness. I just noticed the compassion, the kindness that this dad had, and and it just really kind of drew me in. So I I tend to people watch and I tend to eavesdrop and uh, so so I'm I'm sort of pretending like I'm reading my book but I'm really just watching them and it just I was just really drawn in and 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 I remember the moment that it happened it just really kind of I, I stopped for a second and 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 tears literally came to my eyes because the child turned around and I saw the child was a, a down syndrome child and and my heart just kind of broke for just a little bit for by that family they're, they're really having to go through a lot but 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 then I was right back to what kindness, what gentleness, what softness this dad and mom have. And I sat there watching, and literally the, the thought came to my head, to, to my mind, I, I bet they're believers. I don't know where that came from, but that, that's it just, I bet they're believers. And a little bit later, I happened to notice the mom take out a book, and, uh, and, and I saw the title, saw the author. I knew it was a Christian author, and, and uh, I thought, oh, yeah, they are. And I don't do this. So, some people are very bold. Uh, I, I'm I'm not that way, but but I finally went. I just like I've got to know, and I finally went up to him and said, "Hey, I've been I've been uh, stalking you guys from over." No, I didn't say that. I said, "I just noticed." I, I said, "This has been beautiful watching you deal with your family," and 
and said, can I ask you a question? Are you guys believers? And they both just kind of smiled real big. And, yeah, yeah, we're, we're believers. And we talked about church for a little bit. And, and I thought, <laughs> I, I, I probably miss presenting that and showing that in my own life way, way too often. But I thought that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to show. When, when, we, when we clothe ourselves, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and, and any number of other things, when we clothe ourselves with those things, it shows, and people should be able to see that. Now, now he goes on to the next in verse 13. Now, now he gets tough. I want you to notice that each one of these get a little bit harder. Uh, we, we, could do, we could do that compassion, humility thing. We might be able to do that with, without getting too emotionally involved. Joel made this comment. I'm kind of on Joel's theme here today, that, that when they put their bunker gear on, if it's a medical call, he said they don't put the, their coat on. He says, I don't put my, my hood on that protects his head around his neck from, the, from flames or, or debris. He said, if it's a medical call, we just put our bunker gear on and, and we go. But when it's a fire, I mean, we are decked all the way out. Everything is protected from the flame. So I, we could probably do the compassion, humility, gentleness. We could probably do that. Uh, but this next one, man, you've got to get geared up if you're going to do that. Notice what it says in verse 13. I'm sorry this one's here. I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't for me. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, I don't have time to develop this. There's a lot of nuances here. There's situations that are different than others. So so please understand that. But but we are called we are called to clothe ourselves with what we feel. Uh, it's it's not easy to forgive. But we are called. That what's what's the end of that verse say says? Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Jesus, Jesus modeled that, didn't he? Jesus on the cross with the accusers uh, at, at his foot as the ones who, as, as Dave described so well, the ones that had literally nailed him to the cross and abused him physically, uh, standing there, Jesus forgave them. Forgiveness is not easy. It it means I'm giving up my right to hold on to a hurt. It is me giving up my right to be upset and angry. Man, you want one thing our world needs now more than anything, it's forgiveness. Man, when you watch some of the news and you people see people screaming and yelling, and man, if people could just forgive. Uh, but, but, but to forgive, you got to give up your right to be upset and angry. We, we give up our right to judge or condemn the other person. Man, if I, if I, if I don't forgive them, then I can continue to judge them as being bad, which oftentimes we're kind of elevating ourselves. Well, look how good I am. They're bad. Forgiveness, we give up our right to judge or condemn and we give up our right, uh, to demand revenge or retribution. We give up our right to say, no, you have to hurt because I hurt. Forgiveness isn't easy. It's not instant. I wish it were. And sometimes with some people, some situations it is, but tough forgiveness is not instant. I mean, you just don't say, okay, I forgive you and boom, it's all gone. And it's not easy and it's not instant and it's not clean. 
Sometimes forgiveness is a process. It's two steps forward and then a step back. And maybe one step forward and, and then old pain comes up and we take a couple steps back and, and then we just keep working towards it. It, it for God is instant and it's clean. It's just immediate, but, but for us, it's a process. But if we don't model forgiveness, we've just blown it with the compassion and kindness and gentleness, humility, so on, so on. And, and here's the last one. We'll, we'll finish here. Here's the last one. Verse 14. In some ways, this, this verse should have been first. It seems like maybe he should have thrown this one out there because everything falls under this one. In fact, that, that's how he puts it. He said, this ties it all together. It's, it's bound together by this. But he brings it for last. And I think, I think this is, when you really look at it, is tough, even more tough than forgiveness. Verse 14, and over all these virtues, put on love. Over all these other things, put on love, which binds them all together, which pulls them all together, which knits them together uh, in perfect unity. How can I show compassion and humility when I don't want to? How can I forgive when it's hard? Well, when I love like Jesus. When I, when I look at people and despite who they are, what they've done, what's happened in the past, I simply love them. I, I remember when our kids were little loving Halloween. Uh, it's not a big deal for us now. We go home, turn the lights off, pretend like we're not home so we don't have to give away candy. But, uh, but when the kids were little, we did, we turned our lights off and so we never had to give out candy either because we were out, you know, canvassing the neighborhood getting candy till till uh, the kids were asleep in the back seat and we're no one more stop kids but 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 we loved halloween because and what i really loved was the candy i mean the kids got the candy that's what i loved. kids got the candy and they would share with me no they'd have to go to bed and i would steal their candy that's what happened but 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 i remember as halloween approached we would we would usually it was rita would ask this pivotal all-important poignant question what do you want to be? What do you want to be? See, at Halloween, you can be anything. You can be a, a pirate, a superhero, a Disney character, a bad guy, a Power Ranger. You can dress up like an M&M. Kids did that one year. You can be a cowboy. You can, you can be anything you want to be. But you have to dress the part. You have to put on a costume. You have to step into something. You have to put a mask on. You have to clothe yourself with something that makes you look like a cowboy, a power ranger, a pirate, or whatever it might be. Paul says, as he finishes this third command to us, he he says, clothe yourselves. Step into, step into Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you that you allow us to be your representatives. Lord, help us to to nail three out of three. Uh, Help us set our minds on you and take our minds off the things we shouldn't have by stopping that. Lord, help us step in to being clothed like you, to looking like you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.